0: Welcome to Newcastle Libraries Reel. Newcastle Libraries can be accessed from wherever you live with the Newcastle Library app. Put borrowing at your fingertips. I invite you to close your eyes and imagine. Imagine that there are no buildings, no roads, no cars, just the trees, plants, animals and the very first storytellers of this land, the Awabakal and Waramai people. So I acknowledge them as the traditional custodians of this beautiful land in which we live.
1: Welcome to Newcastle Libraries, your summer stories.
0: Kirsty Manning is the best selling author of The French Gift, The Lost Jewels, and The Jade Lily. Her historical novels have been published in Australia and New Zealand, North America, UK, South Africa, and translated into several languages. Kirsty grew up in northern New South Wales and has degrees in literature and communications. Kirsty lives in Melbourne. Together with her husband, she's partner in the award-winning Melbourne wine bar, Bellotta, and the Prince Wine Store in Melbourne and Sydney. I'm very excited about that, I can tell you. Welcome to Newcastle, Kirsty. It's fabulous to have you as part of our Summer Stories program this year. The Paris Mysteries are a fabulous pre-war Paris to me. I just loved it. Maybe if you could just give our listeners a little taste of what the Paris Mystery is about And then I've got a few questions I'd like to ask you
1: Sure I guess the Paris Mystery is in that golden moment That kind of, I call it the last sigh of summer Before the World War Two in Paris Where, you know, they were having dazzling parties and decadent 10-course dinners and these parties were had swimming pools filled up with champagne, crude champagne and the women were dressed in couture and it was quite frivolous in a way because Paris and France in particular but um, certainly the upper echelons of Paris really weren't suffering from the deep recession and depression that was unfurling across Europe and also back in Australia. So my story It begins when Australian journalist Charlie James is posted to Paris for reasons that become apparent that unfold throughout the novel. And she's a journalist and she is sent To cover Paris But also she's working for the London Times So she's the European Correspondent for an English newspaper, she is an Australian woman and As part of her New job really she's invited to A party to get to know I guess Some of the major players in Paris And at this dazzling Party out in one of the Major villas of Versailles Of 800 people It's a big circus ball with circus Big tops and acrobats and ballerinas and cocktails flowing all night. Somebody dies at this party, and that's where the story opens. And it's Charlie James's job to cover the story. It's not her job to solve the mystery, but she can't help but get involved, and to her competence up to unravel the story in simpatico I guess with the police. She
0: is very competent isn't she for a young woman in a strange city and that's something that I find that runs through all of your books. This is a little different that it, it's still a historical narrative. You have this strong female protagonist that you have running through all of the books of yours that I've seen but it's a murder mystery. Now what inspired you to write a murder mystery and where does Charlie's character come from? Oh, they're
1: two great (laughs) questions. I might pull them apart, if I might. The inspiration for this book sort of started in the never-ending lockdown that we had. I'm based in Victoria. As Mm. you well know, we were in lockdown forever, it seems. And while we were in lockdown, I was not only finishing The French Gift, my last novel, but kind of just seeking I guess that armchair travel I really was looking further afield imagining the travel I might partake in you know when I could go or just virtual travel and I did a lot of that through film and Netflix and reading of course It's sounds strange but I read a lot of mysteries and thrillers in lockdown and I watched a lot on television too Didn't we and there's all. something yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah we did yeah, yeah. and and I was thinking a lot about that because it's not an area that I had, although there's, you know, a bit of that in the book, in the French text, yes. but not so much. I, I kind of played with it a bit. But I, I there's something infinitely satisfying about the tracking down, you know, the hunt for a, a killer and the rules, I guess, of crime and fiction. And I looked at Agatha Christie and um, I guess the books that are coming out at the moment modelled on, you know, she's such a great writer and she's still in existence because because those rules, those locked-door mysteries of a classic character and interesting people in a fascinating location, you know, Death on the Nile, Murder on the Orient Express, etc., etc. et cetera. And so I just thought I'm dreaming of Paris and the food and the parties and what better, a more decadent era than pre-war Paris. So that's where I'm going to set a book. So that's how I came to write a meta mystery. And as for Charlie Jane, she's a bit of a mixed composite character, I should say. I touch on Louis Mack in the book, Louise Mack, who was actually a real Australian foreign correspondent. Australia has quite an extraordinary history of female journalists and foreign correspondents on the road. And Louis Mack was one of the great foreign correspondents. Some of the major stories of the First World War. And she actually came back to Australia and did a speaking tour after the war and a woman's weekly speaking tour, which is a bit like the modern day authors publicity <laughs> yes. tour now, where she'd go to kind of town halls and over lunch, women would hear her tales of being in the trenches of World War I and how she wrote those stories. And of course, they've gone on to be a long list of female correspondents. And Sarah James, who is a good friend of mine, she's an American, she's new dual Australian and American, and was a reporter for NBC in America, and she actually received an Emmy for the Columbine murders, Mm -hmm. her coverage of that, and many years ago, which, you know, of course, when she made that documentary, they thought it was an anomaly, and (laughs) sadly in the decades since has proven to be history repeating itself in America but she was very much at the forefront of my mind and the reason I have chosen for Charlie James to be a journalist is because in 1938 in Paris it wouldn't have been plausible for her to be a French police woman Mm -hmm. because there just weren't any and she certainly would not have been a detective out on with agency to go, you know, as you need in a murder mystery, it's just a practical thing too. You need somebody who can get get around and <laughs> yes, yes. and have, a, have that access, <laughs> surprise yeah. people and yeah. go to parties. And you need to get you need to get them to a lot of places to keep a movie <laughs> a, a, a story going, story moving. So it's a practical thing as well as a you know a choice. And it's funny, you know, as you said, so many people. Say to me, Oh, you've got such strong characters, and the female characters in your book are so strong. And I find that, you know, the people that move around me in my world, uh, the women are all very strong and interesting. And yeah, I just yes. wanted to kind of capture their strength as well as to say, throughout history, I find women have been really strong as well. But it's just that. We haven't until recently, certainly in the last decade, I think, had women writing stories and putting female characters and all their foibles and yearning and interest at the forefront of the story as well, that being the driving feature of the story.
0: Was your intention to shine a light on what could be possible or probable if women were allowed more opportunities? Is that part of what you're writing with these characters because your women kind of had, have a modern twist to them but are set in mm. historical times.
1: Yeah, there is a modern sense it. Mm. Well, I think, you know, you've got to really appeal to the modern reader, the mm. contemporary reader. Yeah. As I said, And it would be a boring old tale if they were <sighs> typist, in a typist school. Not much would get done. Mm. But I think it is very much, about agency and we're seeing more and more about women owning their own stories and their own actions and it's really kind of informing the way I write now to, you know, you keep one eye on diversity of characters Mm -hmm. and neurodiversity in your book now and even to the point where where you write intimate scenes does she have agency in this situation? Am I making it clear that this is something that she wishes and is she in control? Are we seeing her yearning, her desires, all of those things coming through in the book? And I think we're getting a lot more and more of that in fiction now. And that demand is really coming from the readers as well as, you know, writers really stepping up and insisting that that goes into the book as well Why not dip your toes into your summer stories from Newcastle Libraries Simply visit the Library Lounge on the Newcastle Libraries app or the website newcastle.nsw.gov.au slash library Something else that I
0: really adored about this book were the descriptions of the outfits that Charlie and Violet wear. Thank
1: you
0: (laughs) Do you have a special interest in fashion or did you feel compelled to include these details because of the t- the setting.
1: Oh, I wish. Oh my goodness, I wish I had but a but a smidgen, even one dress from this wardrobe. I just love one of one of Violet's outfits, really. Oh, it
0: just sounds so gorgeous all of them. I can't wait to see the the movie
1: adaptation or the TV adaptation. I know so many people say that for me. I did a lot of research into the couture of the time and I think I really love one of the great things about writing is i love a writing place almost as a character and that is so important mm-hmm. in a crime book i mean you would know you know from your experience working in the library you know nordic that scandinavian crime yeah. trope is so strong and, um, and the rural you know, crime that we have here that rural
0: noir, rural crime here,
1: like, yeah. and You know, Jane Harper has said things are really, or Sarah Bailey, whether it's in the country, the Dark Lake, or in Melbourne, gritty Melbourne, it's Mm. really integral to a crime story. And as I said before, even with, you know, Lucy Foley, her latest book, Mm. The Hunting Party, the one set on an island whose name, that novel escapes me now, about the wedding, and all of Agatha Christie's the books you know every crime book really has quite a distinct location and I think it's the writer's responsibility to bring that to life and I love bringing Paris to life because I love the food and I love the parties and I love the architecture but the fashion really was a new area for me and it really helped anchor the book in that pre-war time but also that extra edge that she just, I wanted it to feel beautiful Mm. and glamorous and just, you know Violet is She's the person I really wish I could be everyone (laughs) has that cool friend who's effortlessly beautiful and has all the, you know, she might not have the latest stuff but she always looks put together with the flair and alarm that you know, most of us can't fathom and so Violet is very much that character for me that that person, with that certain genetic block, I think it's a. And of course, thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, she's Malaysian, yeah, yeah. so well, right. you know yeah, she's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I really wanted to have this woman really, and she, and Violet's a good example of someone who you know, by her nature, is working in a job that she's way overqualified for. Mm. She's so smart. She speaks more languages than anyone, and she really is the conduit through Paris for Charlie Jane you know I just can't wait to write more of Violet and Charlie together that's on my list of
0: questions but I'll come to that oh (laughs) yes we'll come back to that (laughs) yeah definitely the book's a lot of fun in in, as (laughs) it is a murder but there's a lot of fun in the book and a lot of beauty what did you enjoy or what was the most fun for you to write in this I mean we've got that the fashion the couture was fun Which characters did you enjoy creating the most, aside from Violet and Charlie?
1: Yeah, Violet (laughs) and Charlie. I think Lady Ashworth, she's based on another real person, Elsie DeWolf. She was a fashion, well, she wasn't a fashion designer. She was, I guess, America's first interior designer, a little celebrity interior designer. She ended up designing, she was originally an actress. And she ended up designing houses and interiors for like the Fricks and the Vanderbilts and all these very wealthy families with industrial, you know, that real Mm -hmm. surge of industrial wealth in New York and on the east coast of America. And she imported so many French antiques into America to give these new fancy houses gravitas and style, really, Mm -hmm. European style. They were they were buying cachet from the continent, basically, and Elsie DeWolf tapped into that market. And she ended up buying Villa Trinon, which is a real place. Mine is a picture place, but a real villa on the edge of the Parc de Versailles and throwing these outrageous parties for 800 people. And she was partnered with a woman in real life and then married a British diplomat who was fobbed off. I think because he backed the wrong horse, mm-hmm. he backed the king abdicated, and so he was shuffled off to Paris. They had a marriage of convenience. They kept separate apartments in Paris, but they had this party house in Versailles where they had through these crazy parties. And she was just a very flamboyant woman, and she was a joy to write. I always. Love it when you stumble across someone in real life who's more interesting than they are even in fiction. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. And, you know, all the characters were a lot of fun. They kind of unfolded as the story went on. But I had a lot of fun writing Conrad, one of the young male Americans too. Yeah, yeah. Just because, you know, it is fun to write a young man from (laughs) a point of view. (laughs) So, you know, different kind of energy. It's good. I had a lot of fun writing this book. Um, My husband, when I said to him, I think I'm going to write like a really fun, joyous, sexy murder mystery. And he looked at me like I was mad. Like, (laughs) who describes a a book like that? But then you look at, as I said, I guess a Christie or Franny Fisher, and that's exactly what they are. You know, you don't come away feeling battle weary after you've read one. You feel like it was a a fun romp and did I guess it? And. It's exactly, you know, yeah.
0: Franny Fisheries, yeah. who came to mind with Charlie, very similar types of women, I thought, you know, that go get adventurous, adventurous. And one of the reasons we've chosen this book for our summer reading is we want to encourage people to, you know, relax and over the summer and get away from it all. And what better to read about on an Australian beach than 1938 Paris at a party drinking champagne out of the swimming pool?
1: Ah, oh, well I can't wait to all the photos <laughs>
0: of people on the beach we'll, we'll with we'll the Paris around. mystery <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll get some for you I'll email, you, email some to Ali
1: You do have oh, um, beautiful beaches up there
0: they are quite oh, magnificent We <laughs> certainly do, we're, we're spoiled low with the weather forecast for the summer we might not get too many of them
1: Create your own summer stories with Newcastle Libraries through our incredible collections, e-learning resources and summer programs Find out more at the Newcastle Libraries app or website. So I just
0: want to ask you, so this one question: The Charlie Jane's Jane's Adventures. Where will she go to next? Will she still be in Paris? Will the same cast of characters be around her? Will there? Will Charlie be there? Will Inspector Bertrand be there?
1: She will definitely stay in Paris. There seem to be a few excursions out of Paris. Earlier this year, I was in Europe and I had a bit of a holiday in the south of France, down in Nice. And I thought maybe for the third book, Charlie definitely needs to go on holidays to the south of France. Oh, there's, <laughs> there's, a, there's a future.
0: You could do Charlie James tours of France. We could all go over and follow her. Yeah,
1: wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. So I definitely think she's going to be, there's enough escapades in Paris mm. and Violet of course has to be back and also George the grumpy editor oh yes yes, you exactly, know he man. needs to be there he's going to be there for a while a while longer I think yeah. till he's edged out of retirement or Charlie gets his job whichever comes first <laughs>
0: <laughs> will we stay in pre-war Paris or will we edge closer to oh,
1: um, more look, dark times I think I'm writing a war book at the moment mm-hmm. actually my next book that's coming out next year, The Hidden Book. I I would like to veer away from the war. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure how long I can have Charlie solving mysteries pre war, given I've only got a year, but oh, maybe I just quick, kind isn't... of keep it uh maybe I just you know, maybe I think readers are quite forgiving about those oh, yeah. things. So yeah. maybe I can just not specify dates going forward and she can it can just be like a really long summer when she's particularly oh, busy
0: telling all oh, these things. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I don't want the Charlie, Charlie <laughs> to go to war. I don't want the darkness of war to affect Charlie.
1: Yeah, yeah. It originally started out of her being a war correspondent mm-hmm. like Louis Mark. But I just thought oh, I just uh, maybe it was the time I was writing it, but mm-hmm. I definitely, probably you feel it too, in the libraries, people are reaching for something lighter, mm-hmm. snappier definitely. and joyous. Yeah. So that's what I felt like reading and watching and that's what i felt like writing oh, and you've yeah. got to got to go with your instinct in that regard for sure for sure
0: and i think there's there's that lovely you know there's the start there's the mystery there's this the solving of the mystery and that's why we who read mysteries love it if it's set in wartime there's there's a darkness over that takes that that solution, yeah. that joy out of it I just meant to say to you I actually listened to the audio book of this As I was driving up the coast to visit my brother and, Oh great and, and it's it's fabulous The woman who reads it I can't remember her name I haven't got her here with me It's it's great her, her accent's beautiful Yeah, it's it's really, really enjoyable And that's something else we'd be encouraging our members to do Is to lay on the beach and listen to the book mm,
1: she's a, a, mm. The actress is yeah. a very accomplished worldly actress mm. and she has that wisdom in her voice I mm. think so I got lucky there yeah.
0: Do you choose your readers or does the uh, oh. the publishers choose the readers for you The publisher
1: has a short list mm-hmm. and then they send, send through a sample voice in this case they just sent through one person and I listened and I thought it was perfect so straight on bang on. I think they're very good at matching readers of the book to the, the audience so that kind of stuff I leave in their hands a lot mm. but um, uh, you know it's tricky with the overseas ones because when they send it through to you to choose. I like a, a deeper voice, I don't like them sounding too young, I like that mm-hmm. kind of gravitas in the reading but you know it's a personal choice isn't it? Yeah, yeah no, I,
0: I, I really love it. Sometimes they get it wrong Sometimes, you know, they might have put a man mm. reading that story It wouldn't have worked, you know, that sort of thing
1: Although, but, yeah, it's mm. very funny Because, like, every author When you actually start hearing your work read out to you You often want to change or edit as you go Which you can't, <laughs> of course, it's gone to press My husband once on a road trip Put on one of my audiobooks as a special treat for me to listen to Honestly, I was like a caged cat in that car <laughs> Oh. I love an audio book yeah, um, yeah. Just listening to the opening chapters of mine I was like oh! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, You know with the Paris Mystery It's yeah. really You know it's a cracker it yeah, is a, yeah. It's it a great really opening yeah. um, I worked a lot on it And she reads it beautifully So yeah. I got lucky
0: oh, no, The book is a cracker It, it would be hard to, to make a mess of, of reading that out loud It is a cracker and, and it's we're really really happy to have it on our summer Reading oh, list this this year you. yeah, I was
1: thrilled I'm Very excited to get that
0: notice <laughs> We've got such a great list of, of authors We have seven authors mm. we choose every year So you're there with, with Chris Hammer and Gary Disher And Fleur MacDonald mm. So <laughs> thank you so wow. much for
1: your time Kirsty Thanks for listening to Your Summer Stories From Newcastle Libraries Why not take a dip and a sip Then rate and review us wherever you listen
0: This has been a Newcastle
1: Library's Real Production.